Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What's up, family? Welcome to Speak. So glad to have you. Yes, you right there. I'm Emmanuel Lacho. Dave is not here today, but we got the one and only Joy Taylor and Eagles all-time rushing leader. 2-5, 2 live. That's LaShawn Shady McCoy. Now, I know you guys were watching this game last night. Let me take the next two minutes to prove to you why the San Francisco 49ers should be the most feared team in the National Football League. I'll start with this. Three. There are three T's that lead to the 49ers being the most feared team in the National Football League. The first T is text. Hey, what is your current record? The second T is the Hey, what are you putting on film? The last T, talent. Who is on the roster? Let's start with the first one, text. What's your record? As I look at the San Francisco 49ers and I look at the entirety of their record, they are currently third right now in the NFC. Third in the NFC. But also, they've won their last three games by 17 points per game. They're the only team in the NFC since week eight that's undefeated. Well, them and the Detroit Lions. Now, after I look at that T of text, the next T is, what you putting on tape? I got to see what you're putting on tape, okay? So now George Kittle, Jimmy Garoppolo, really making big-time plays. Old-school Jimmy G, he might have taken a sack. New-school Jimmy G, he's going to see George Kittle. George Kittle's going to see him. He's going to float. He's going to throw a nice, beautiful ball. George Kittle's going to get into the end zone. Text, tape, but the most important T, we got to talk about talent. Think about it. George Kittle, two touchdowns last night. Debo Samuel, one touchdown last night, including over 90 yards. Christian McCaffrey, 39 yards receiving, 67 yards rushing. Nick Bosa, sack. Fred Warner, sack. Trent Williams, no sacks allowed. Keep the screen up because I got to speak to it. All pro, all pro, all pro, all pro, all pro, all pro. Text, talent, tape. When you consider the three T's of the San Francisco 49ers, it's very easy for me to see that they should be the most feared team in the NFC. But I'm coming to the desk, big dog. Shady, I did my best to try to convince you. Yeah. I brought up three T's. Did a great job. <laughs> I broke down some tape. The T-T-T-T? I like that. I like that. Talent. But I got to ask you, two, five, should the Niners be the most feared team in the NFC? Yeah, I, I, I would say so. If you're talking about on paper. <laughs> if you're talking on paper, absolutely not, man. It's the Philadelphia Eagles. Why wouldn't it be? They're the best team in football. Look at the quarterback position, right? I mean, the 49ers, like, they, they Jimmy G, I won't hate on him yet. <laughs> but he does the, the bare minimum with that team. And you put up all them numbers, all them stats. They look good. Look good. Look real right? good. Right? For, for Debo, right? Seven catches, 57 yards. Yep. Are those great numbers? Kittle. I'm thinking Kittle's probably their second-best player on offense. They never use him, right? And then let's look at it. They beat the Chargers, who had the reserves, and everybody was hurt. They beat the Chargers. That's true. They barely beat them. They barely beat them. 
And then the, the Cardinals, who's not a good team, they're hard knocks crying. And they, <laughs> how they want their players to play harder. So, no. I will not say that they're the most fair team. But I got to ask you very quickly. At the end of the day, not only did they win, but they won those games handedly. They've won by 17 points per game their last three games. Jimmy Garoppolo had four touchdowns, no interceptions. Yeah. George Kittle had a two-touchdown game. Debo Samuel had 94 total yards. I don't know if this is a game, Shady, that you can come out and say that the Niners shouldn't be feared. After that performance in Mexico City, how are you not saying, Viva la 49ers? You know what the problem is? The problem is if, if you stop the run game, right, and you make Jimmy G be the guy to beat you, that's when it gets hard. That's when you get to see what type of team you really have. I mean, you go against the Cardinals. <laughs> I mean, everybody plays good against them, right? Everybody does that. And I don't want to hate on them, but I'm just saying, so you talk about this game you watched yesterday, which they did well, but they played the Cardinals. Do that against, do that against the, the Eagles. Do that against the Niners, right? They are the Niners. I mean, not, uh, um, the Vikings, sorry. Yeah. Do that against some of the top teams in MC. Do that against the Bucks. They won't do that. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad you brought up the Cowboys because we made really nothing of that beatdown over the second-best team in the NFC that, that the Cowboys down. delivered that this weekend. And somehow this win over a terrible Card Cardinals team has been elevated as a better win. Right. I didn't really get moved emotionally by what the Cowboys did against the Vikings, and that's not really because of the Cowboys. It's more because of the Vikings. But the Cowboys win is way more impressive way than more. what we watched last night. And I don't want to hate on the Niners, right? Because I actually – I really like the Niners. I think that the, the league is better when the Niners are competitive. I agree. I, agree. I like watching them play. They have a lot of exciting players, a lot of talent. I mean, they look fast. Jimmy was getting it out quick. Everybody's running around amazing play calls, very creative. Everyone's involved. It was fun last night. Right. But I'm not just focused on last night. We always talk about resume when we talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. Who were you beat? What happened in the game? Yeah, there you go. What are there your you losses? Who would you lose to? How much did you win by? But when it comes to the Niners, it's like, oh, no, 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 don't worry about all that. Just worry about this last thing that we did. Don't worry about, don't worry about what's happened all season long. I, I can't elevate the Niners over a team, even like the Cowboys, and over the Vikings, who have been more consistent all season long. On paper, to Shady's point, they're, I mean, maybe one of the most talented teams in the league. Outside of quarterback, you know, I like Jimmy G, but I think we can admit he's, he's he's not he's not one of the hey. elites at the quarterback position. We can all at least and agree on that. And she's being nice about it. I'm being like nice. <laughs> I'm being nice. He's not the elites. No, Jimmy wins games. I, I, I can give him credit for that. He does. But when you're talking about a team that we should be fearing, mm -hmm. you've got to be a little more consistent. Now they're putting they're putting wins together. Correct. But I am looking at the entirety of their season. Sure. So they have losses too. I know you don't think this counts because Jimmy wasn't playing quarterback, but they did lose to Chicago. That did happen. They Chicago did. is not a good team. At all. They lost to Denver. Mm -hmm. Denver is not a good team. Jimmy's responsible for that one. They've lost to Atlanta, a team that we don't think is very competitive. Mm -hmm. Staying afloat, but not competitive. And then they got smoked. By the Kansas City Chiefs. They got what? They got smoked. They just smoked. Smoked by the Chiefs. Josh they always they, now since then, since that beatdown. Yep. They did beat the Rams Correct. in division. Oh, who oh. They always beat, and the Rams yeah. are also not a good team this year. Sure. The Chargers, as you mentioned, no one was out there, but whatever. They beat sure. the Chargers as well, and now a terrible Arizona team. So if we're, I'm just, all I'm saying is, if we're going to hold the resume against the Philadelphia Eagles. Why are we not doing the same thing for the Niners? I will answer. I'll answer a couple things. First and foremost, y'all know I came up here yesterday. I thought that Cowboys win was impressive against the Vikings. Yeah. We were talking about going into their house, eating their food, shoes on their kitchen counter. Taking their football. Taking their football, all that. But let's focus on the 49ers for a second. If we want to go back to week one, week two, which 
at this point in time, 11, 12 weeks into the season, I don't know, Joy, that that makes a ton of meaningful sense, but I can. If we want to go back to week one, week two, I would say that the Niners win over the Seattle Seahawks is just as impressive as the Eagles win over the Minnesota Vikings, now that we know that the Minnesota Vikings aren't really all that. What, you think the Vikings are better than Seahawks? You give me a look. Do you not? No, I do not. I think they are. Yes, they absolutely Vikings? are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. yes. I, I don't think the, the Vikings... The, the, the record says they are. The, yeah. the, the talent says they are. Yes. Okay, I do not think the Vikings are better than Seahawks, but you all's opinions, I respect those. Um, I also would say this much. Sooner or later, you got to look at what have we done in these last three, what have we done in these last four games. Okay. 49ers, last three games, win. Win, win. Mm -hmm. I beat you, L.A. Chargers. Y'all come to my crib. I go to the Rams. I beat you at your crib. I beat you in Mexico City for the uh, Cardinals. They're not good teams. But I don't know if the Commanders are a good team. And the Eagles lost to them. I don't know if the Packers are a good team. And the Cowboys lost to them. So if we want to talk about what have you done for me lately, not even just last night, what have you done for me in the last month? The 49ers are beating bad teams, which the Cowboys struggled to do, and even our Eagles struggled to do, and the 49ers are beating everybody on their schedule within the last month of football. You know what's funny, though? Right? When we talk about the Eagles, him and Dave kept saying, oh, well, who do they play? Who do they beat? It's like, now you just throw that away a little bit. Yeah. But that's what I will say. When I talk about fair teams, I'm I, I fair to quarterbacks. Okay. This, is, this really is a quarterback-driven league. Of course. A, a team that has a better quarterback gets that uh, competitive advantage. Yes, sir. They should win some of that. the games. So when you see, when you ask me, dang, should the 49ers be the most fair team in the NFC? No. Who are really fair? If Tom Brady and them boys keep rolling, how they getting rolling, getting healthy, get on the same cylinder, playing well together, I fear a team like that because the defense are the defense. The defense, sure. you know they play ball. Sure. They fast. They, they rolling again. Sure. Right? Now Tom Brady get them boys playing together. Now that's something I will fear. I can't fear Jimmy G. In the playoff picture, though, Joy, Tom Brady is currently in the playoff picture. He speaks for himself. His right. resume speaks for himself. Right. Outside of Tom Brady, Jalen Hurts, Jimmy Garoppolo, Kirk Cousins, Geno Smith, Daniel Jones, that is the playoff picture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, do not see the, I do not see how and or why, and there's one name I'm missing in there, but I do not see how and or why Jimmy Garoppolo, Joy, could not be in a conversation with Kirk Cousins, Geno Smith, Jalen Hurts, Ooh. Daniel Jones, Dak Prescott. Based upon Shit. what they've done in the playoffs, I don't know why Jimmy G can't though? be in that conversation. Jaylen? Based on what they've done in the playoffs. I'm, I'm interested. I'm, I want to be convinced. I, I want to be convinced. I, I, if you're looking at playoff resume only then Jimmy has the second-best resume out of that list right now to, sure. of course, Tom Brady. But right now, you're taking Jimmy G over Jalen Hurts? That's like, that's like cuss words if you say well, yes. Well, I don't want to just pander to... Because we're putting things in a vacuum, Come on, right? Man. Correct. But, but you, that's a great question. I love this conversation right now. Sorry, Dave. Sorry, Dave, I'm not I missing don't. you. Um, here's why I love it. What vacuum y'all want to look in? If we but, wanna... but how about let's not look in a vacuum? Because things don't happen in a vacuum. Agreed. Right. Let's open up the broader scope. I can say Jalen Hurts, to me, his best game was against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Unfortunately for you, the Pittsburgh Steelers. He had a four-touchdown game. Played great. As you know, because you watch the game closely, I watch the game, we all watch the game closely, A.J. Brown, give me that. Give me that. Jimmy Garoppolo had a four-touchdown, no-interception game just last night. <laughs> now, if you want to take broader scope, oh, I would look at J uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's body of work over the last two years, and I would say, wow, you went to an NFC Championship game. And did what? He lost. But, no, what did he do? What did he do? What did Jimmy G, G do? 
Still going to the playoffs. They win a game. He got 80 yards passing. Like, but here's what let's I don't, stop this. I didn't please. Wanna, here's what I didn't want to do. It up. No, what, look it up. what I didn't want to do is. You know, I'm right. I don't want to talk about what Jalen did because I want to protect the guilty as well. What Jalen <laughs> do against the Bucs? <laughs> 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 that's why I didn't, so didn't want to. I mean, they, they, I mean, they, they made him back the ball. They made him play quarterback. But I didn't want to go there. But again, Joy, you just have to tell me because I truly do want to be convinced. Outside of Tom Brady, he's on an island. What quarterback? is just looking down on Jimmy G that's currently in the NFC playoff picture. Okay, so I, I, I understand what Shady's saying, but I'm actually not looking at these teams as, as just the quarterback. Okay. I would pick Jalen over Jimmy G right now because yep. you, you want to play the right now resume. I'm still taking Jalen right now yep. over Jimmy G, but I can't argue Jimmy G's postseason record to Jalen's. But course. I'm not looking at it in a vacuum, and I'm not looking at just the quarterback. Yep. I think the Philadelphia Eagles as a team Obviously, yes. are the better team with the better resume and more consistency throughout the year. Sure, sure. So it's not that I don't think the Niners should be completely written off or shouldn't sure. give you some anxiety if you're playing them and aren't building and, and growing and getting momentum. Mm-hmm. I just want to see a little more from them this fair. season before I put them up there in the category with the Eagles. So they do have some weird losses. <laughs> okay. They and they word. have, and even though these three wins over the past three weeks, they were wins, they were over bad teams, mm-hmm. which gets held against the Eagles, but it's somehow not getting held against Let's the Niners. Let's speak to that. Let's speak to that. Let's talk about, because again, I think I love a four-week sample size. I think we speak in quarters. Our year's broken up into quarters. Right. If you talk about finances and banking, it's broken up into quarters. Everything is typically done in quarters. Four games has always been a quarter of a season up until we extended the season. If you want to speak in quarters, Joy and Shady, let's let this be the last stop before we take it home. The Eagles three games ago struggled against the Houston Texans in win. Houston Thursday win. night. It was a win. Obviously, yeah. it was a win. Let everybody know that. It was a win. Tied at halftime was a win. The Eagles lost to the Commanders. The oh. Eagles struggled but beat the Colts in what I said was the most impressive win of the Eagles season. Thank you. Meanwhile, the 49ers boat raced the Rams. The 49ers beat the Chargers. The 49ers boat raced the Cardinals. The Commanders are not a good team. The Texans are not a good team. The Colts, by record, are not a good team. I think they are better than they record. So if you want to look at the last month of football. The Commanders are not a good team? I don't think so. But they, they might make the playoffs. So true. They're real close. Just, but if you want to look at the last the month. The Commanders of, are a better team than the Chargers. And uh, the Rams. I mean, than the Rams. And the Rams and the Cardinals. Probably the same as the Chargers. But if you want to look at the last month of football, if you're looking at the Cardinals and you are, if you're looking at the Niners and you're looking at the Eagles, what in the last month of football, the last three weeks of football, leads you to so convincingly say the Eagles are better in the last three weeks of ball? I just think it's about, like, how you play football. So we've been beating all these teams undefeated. We take our first loss. We had to go on the road to get another win, right? We showed you how we was down the whole, we was going into the fourth quarter, down 10. Find a way to win that game. You need these type of moments. You need you need to, to fight and claw back from a loss mm-hmm. or from, from a, 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 a lead. You know what I'm saying? And you need games where you need to close games out. We do both for that. That's why we are the best team. Not only just because of our quarterbacks are MVP candidate, not even that. And not because our, we have the best roster in football. It's all them things together. I like it. I like it. Well, what I like even more, the conversation we're about to have coming up. There is drama in the Big Apple. Uh-oh. Quarterback Zach Wilson, well, he's been talking a little too little, not too much. Head coach Robert Sala, on the other hand, he might be talking too much. Uh-oh. We got to speak about how they are mishandling this situation. Get him, coach. Or they're handling it right. You're going to want to find out which one next. Speak. Get him, coach. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. One of the most captivating stories of the NFL week, Jets offense. Obviously, they got smoked by the Patriots, but then postgame, Zach Wilson had a disastrous presser. Remember, he only had 77 yards passing, but postgame, he didn't really take any accountability. Head coach Robert Sala, he spoke with his chest, not committing to Zach Wilson being the starter for Sunday's game against the Bears. Now, we talked about it yesterday, Joy, Shady, Zach Wilson, he goes to the postgame press conference and he says, no, I didn't let the defense down. Robert Sala, he doesn't commit. Joy, I'm going to surprise you with this take. I hate how Robert Sala has handled things, and I hate it for this reason. Zach Wilson more than likely is your guy. And since Zach Wilson is your guy, you might as well commit to him as being your guy because you don't have another option. You got about seven more weeks of football. Are you going to go to one and seven, Joe Flacco? Are you going to go to Mike White? No, you're not. You're going to go to the number two overall pick that you, Robert Sala, drafted at number two over the likes of Justin Fields, amongst others. You made that decision. You made your bet, so you have to sleep in it. There is no point now of acting as though you're not going to commit to Zach Wilson, because who does that serve? And that's the question that everybody at the desk, along with you at home, got to be asking yourself. If I, Robert Sala, do not commit to Zach Wilson, I'm not going to restore any confidence in Zach Wilson by doing that. I'm not going to put my locker room at ease by doing that. I'm not going to silence the questions at the presser from journalists by doing that. So what do I gain from being noncommittal to the quarterback that I got to rock with for seven more weeks? I gain absolutely nothing. As a head coach, you can't speak with your emotions. And this, to me, appeared to be emotional talk. Because now, while the Jets are 6-4 and four and in contention for the playoffs for the first time in God knows how long, their quarterback ain't got confidence from his coach, and he ain't got confidence in himself. Joy Taylor, we talked about this pre-show. I can't wait for you to bring the thoughts to the national audience. How do you feel about Robert Sala handling this, and do you take issue with it? I'm a little conflicted because, you know, I, I don't like to be a hypocrite, and I hated the way that the Miami Dolphins organization handled Tua's tenure over the last two years. Ryan Fitzpatrick, then going to Tua, then benching Tua for Ryan Fitzpatrick, and then he spends the whole year talking about Deshaun Watson mm -hmm. before the trade deadline. Then you have the whole issue with Tom Brady. I feel like they never committed to him, and I feel like it, it caused some damage to his confidence, and it really yeah. it, it didn't build up the organization in a positive way. Now, obviously, they got the right guy in there in Mike McDaniel and, of course, corrected since then, and look, they're having a great season. That said, Tua's way more talented and was way more talented in college and was a winner in college. Mm -hmm. They're not comparable as far as the, ta as the pure talent goes. And leadership as well. Yeah. Through all of that, Tua was a great face for the organization, came out there and answered questions every single week, was never salty, was never petty. You didn't hear stuff like this from him. So I, I, I don't know that I'm I, – I don't, whatever, I don't care about fair, but – I'm conflicted about it because of that, because I do think you do need to commit to young quarterbacks mm -hmm. if you take them. That said, Robert Sala's job is not set in stone. Like, he's got a coach for his job, for the, for the men that work for him on that coaching staff that have committed to working there, and for his defense, which, by the way, is the number one ranked defense in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus. 
whatever measuring system you like, they're a good defense. So there's men in that locker room who are giving their all and they're playing good football and are being rewarded with that. So how do you as a leader of the organization and Robert Sala walk into the locker room and face everybody saying we're going to go out there with this individual who's not taking accountability for his own shortcomings when they're playing as well as they are on the other side of the ball? I, I don't know what I would do if I was him. So I, I, don't, I don't know how mad I can be about it. I'm going to these stats real quick. This, they had two yards, two total yards in the second half. Two. Are you serious, though? I knew he was playing bad, but God, I, I feel coached. What's he supposed to do? My number two pick, right, he's supposed to be a franchise guy. So I kind of don't want to bench him, but it's like I'm a defensive guy, and my guys on defense, I'm preaching them, get the ball, get stops, get stops. They're getting stops. They're doing everything they can do. They held the, 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 the Patriots to three points the whole game. And my quarterback, who's not taking responsibility, now listen, I'm tough on Justin uh, Fields, mm-hmm. but Zach Wilson, like he's worse than that. He can't throw or run. Justin can run. He can't throw or run. So I feel his pain, his frustration, because I don't know what to do. I can't commit to this quarterback. He's letting my team down. They got a chance to go to the playoffs. They're playing well right now. Yeah. So that's a tough place to be at. If it's me, I'm going to Mike White. Oof. I see what Mike White did to, to, the, to the Bengals. Sure. Right? He won, he won some games, made some yards. I don't know. Joy, let me bring this conversation to the real world. You are a person that plays a long game. You right. said, right? Play the long game. Shady, we talk about this all the time. Joy plays a long game. Here's how I feel about this. If you are on vacation for seven more weeks with your significant other, and you know you got questions about the relationship, it does not behoove you to tell your significant other, who, by the way, you're on vacation with for seven more weeks, that you got questions about the relationship. It doesn't behoove you to do that. Why? Because then they too, if they don't already, might have questions about the relationship. And worst case, y'all be stuck together and y'all still got to spend seven more weeks together. This is what Robert Sala did. He got seven more weeks to spend with Justin, with Zach Wilson, at minimum. Seven more weeks. You're sitting at six and four. You got to play seven more games. Okay. How does it behoove you or Zach Wilson to say, hey, I'm not committing. You're stuck with him for seven more weeks. Flacco is one and seven. So are you really going to go to Joe Flacco, who's one in seven with y'all? Are you going to go to Mike White? You can't. I know, but like... You can't. They can do better. Anything is better than 77 yards. Anything's better than two yards in the second half of total offense. I've never heard of that. Check that. That has to be a record. Two yards in the second half. Apparently, they so, average 2.6 inches per play. That's Come on, man. So, so I saw is, that. I don't I, know if it's true. It's a game I, of inches. I see where you're going with it, right? I see where you're going with it, but it's like anybody can do better than that. And my thing is, if I'm the head coach of this team, what message am I sending to my teammates or to my, to my players, to my coaches? This, this guy can do nothing, right? He can't throw. We're averaging two yards in the second half of total offense. What am I supposed to do? I can't commit to that. If I'm a player, right? And I'm real vocal mm-hmm. as a player. And you won't c- commit to this, you ain't trying to but win. But then, Joy, you got to move off the of him. The parallel is you're on vacation for Stop. seven weeks with your girlfriend and two side pieces. Fair. <laughs> and you didn't been girlfriend-ish with yeah, one of them before. One of them. That's true. And they were actually pretty good. Right. And then one of them was like a wife mm-hmm. for somebody else. For somebody else. And one, good wife. And, and a, right, a good wife. A Super Bowl. Right? Like not so much of a good wife anymore. Come on. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's not re- you're not really alone on an island for seven <laughs> right. One. And two, the whole world is watching you whole on this world. island and how you behave. Whole world. 
And if you don't do well on this island, you're not going to get to come back to that <laughs> island again next year. Right. So, so there's a lot of a lot of play here with this situation. But I, I just I, again, I just go back to while you can play the long game with it, I see what you're saying. You also have to have uncomfortable conversations sometimes. That's your thing, right? Right. No, but you do. I, I don't. I don't avoid uncomfortable conversations. I, I'm very. I'm very interested in getting whatever we have going on solved. I don't mm-hmm. believe in letting stuff fester and grow and become resentment. And if it means that we got to spend the rest of the time on this island not talking to each other, well, at least we're still on the island. Yeah. So. So. That is where I think Robert Sala is. It's because of the way that the if everyone's playing bad and this is all falling apart, you don't have a chance to make the playoffs. Okay, maybe you just need to sit down with him and help him develop a little bit more. But this is not the situation. They can make the playoffs and they have a great defense, which is what Robert Sala does. So he's holding up his end of the bargain here. But don't you think, Joy, then you got to move on? Like, don't if, if you are going to question moving on, don't you think you have to move on? Well, yeah, like, he kind of he kind of already took the first shot. So I don't know that you have to, but what makes me hesitant about this situation and jumping on Robert Sala is I, I have to imagine that he has emotional discipline as a head coach. So he's just not just upset and saying things. Like, mm-hmm. he knows the implication right. of saying right. that, that, yeah. that maybe this mm-hmm. isn't our guy. He knows what that starts, particularly in a city like New York. Yeah. So... I have to imagine in some way, just me, covering the sport for as long as I have and the way that things go in the locker room, that there's a lot of stuff going on that people aren't very happy with with him. Because if you have a lot of respect for your guy, if you're coming out and taking responsibility for your bad play and you're like a leader in the locker room that everybody wants to continue to ride out with, I can't see Robert Sala saying something. Let me ask you a quick question, then you a quick question. Who do you think starts on Sunday or their next game? I mean, I, I think they probably give him another game. Agreed. Um, Who do you think? I think so. Great. I agree as well. If Zach Wilson is going to start the next game, then it is in your best interest to make Zach Wilson the best starter possible. That's where I'm at. Like, if you're not going to move off of him, then it's in your best interest to water the grass that you have as opposed to looking at the other grass. That's where I'm at, Shady. It's like, make him as good as possible, and this quote by Solid does not help Zach Wilson. What do you mean, make him as good as possible? What does that Meaning, mean? Meaning, build him up. Build him up. Put like, more belief in him. Yo, hold up. Hold on. What's we all? He been playing. I don't say he been playing trash the yeah, whole year. Him. Right, playing bad the whole year, and I'm still got you playing quarterback. That's what do you mean? That's building you up. I should have been sat you weeks ago. Just that the defense been playing so well that we had to, to see. But don't but, you think that that's more of an emotional no, response? Emo, this, this is what I say about, about about the coach. My quarterback's not playing well, but he's the second pick overall. Overall. So you kind of got to play him, and it's not just the coach. You got the coach, you got the president, you got the GM, mm. you got the owner. And in football, everybody wants to look like they're smart, especially in the front office. Sure. You know what I'm saying? They all want to look like, oh, we know what we're talking about. So it's hard to just say we're not going to use him for the future. It's hard to say that. But you hired him, Joy Taylor. You but, drafted okay. Zach but this Wilson. But this is a real this is a, this is a disease of society that we have right now upon us, which is that people refuse to admit that they're wrong. Okay. They refuse they to just accept the, 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 even the tiny bit of shame that they made a mistake and now course corrected. Yep. And a lot of that is because if you change your opinion about everything, you Call have a bunch yep. of people telling you that you're uh, fraudulent or yep. you're not consistent yep. or that you're terrible at your job that, because you can't admit that you're wrong. <clears throat> it is a sign of intelligence to course correct when you have new information. I don't care what the internet tells you. You're allowed to change your opinion. That's called being an adult. Only kids insist on the same thing when they don't have, when they have no proof of it. This is what it is. So don't double down on wrong. And why do we reward that? That makes no sense. Don't you think we're being overreactive though, 2-5? He's five and two this year. 
Five and two this year. When the last time the Jets was five and two through seven games? Five and two this year. Like, I get that this past Sunday against the Patriots was bad. Yeah, you give him the credit for the no, five and two. All I'm saying is I'm not going to give him the blame. I, I, I would agree with that. It, that's why I'm saying he should start the next game. I don't know that you immediately need to pull the plug on the situation because I do think once you sit him, it's a wrap for him. And maybe that's too soon. But also, if you're seeing things that show you that he's not going to improve or that he doesn't feel like he needs to improve, like saying it's not his fault sure. and he didn't let the defense sure. down, things like that, then you as an organization have to assess whether you made the right choice or not. And but, maybe you didn't, on, but don't, don't, continue, don't blow this year. Don't blow all the hard work of your defense. Don't blow all the development that Robert Sala has created for this other half of the ball because you need to be right about Zach Wilson. I just think that the Jets... I can't speak to Zach specifically, but we have to admit eventually the Jets are ruining quarterbacks. Sam Darnold's career, in my mind, was ruined at least for the next three to four years. Maybe he can turn it around playing the Patriots, seeing ghosts. Am I lying? Am I lying? He saw ghosts on national television, and he has not been the same quarterback since, and he wasn't statistically yeah, great beforehand. Geno Smith was drafted by the Jets in the second round. Wrote him off, laughed him off, everything else. Now look at Geno Smith leading the NFL in completion percentage. Eventually, Jets, y'all have to stop treating your quarterbacks like this because you drafted him. You knew he didn't play at Alabama. You knew he didn't play at Ohio State. Coach, different coaches, different teams. I, I don't believe in that part. But if we're just talking about Zach Wilson, right, he's averaging 180 yards a game. He has four touchdowns and five picks. Their last and completion percentage. He's not playing well. He should be playing. At least with Justin Fields, I can see some type of talent. I can see some success. I can see it. Some production. Let me ask you this. No production with this guy, Zach Wilson. You don't very much believe in Justin Fields. I, I do a little bit more. If Justin Fields was playing for this Jets team with the weapons that they have and the way that the Jets defense is playing, do you think he would be better than... Well, you think, think, you think I, he would have had a better performance than Zach Wilson did? Yes. Yeah, he can run the ball. Yeah. So that ability, the defense. So, so maybe it's not the Jets are ruining quarterbacks. Maybe they're just not drafting the right quarterback. That's this, a word. Yeah, number two, over, number two, two pick? Overall. Oh my. But that, that, that class was bad overall. So far. He's that, real, real that bad. That class has been underwhelming. Well, speaking of quarterbacks that are overwhelming, the opposite of that, we got to talk about the MVP race. Patrick Mahomes, he's been balling. Yeah. Jalen Hurts, he's been balling, but I believe one of them is actually running away with this award. You're going to want to find out which one. That's next. Speed. So wait, two yards in the second half? Is that possible? All right, we got to get... I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Back to the NFL. One of the faces of the league, Patrick Mahomes. He has been balling as of late. Coming off a three-touchdown performance and the Chiefs win over the Chargers. Leads the league in passes, passing yards, and currently has the best odds to win. MVP, according to Fox Bet Sports Book. Shady, I'm going to give you the floor on this one. Is Patrick Mahomes running away, most importantly from Jalen Hurts, in regards to the MVP? Running away? Running away. No, 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 no. It's neck and neck. You got the Philadelphia Eagles, who's the best team in in football, and you got Patrick Mahomes, who's probably the best quarterback in football. Yes, sir. But it's all about this year, year year-to-year basis. Mm -hmm. I think it's a close one. I mean, when I I watch the the, the Eagles, Jalen Hurts is winning games for us. Coming back wins, right? Keeping this thing rolling. 
And then Patrick Mahomes, you said it, we just seen what he did the other night. He, he's keeping it rolling himself. So it's neck to neck for me. Sadie, I, and I'm not biased. I'm just being honest. Joy, you go ahead. You go ahead. You go ahead. Patrick Mahomes on the way with it. My bias. No, he can't be biased. He won a championship with Mahomes. Bling, bling. <laughs> no, I don't think running away is the right right terminology. To me, if you are running away with it, there's nothing that any other player can do throughout the rest of the season to catch up to you. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that, that Mahomes has done that much to separate himself from the MVP space. I do think he is the MVP right now, but I think you can obviously make a very strong argument for Jalen Hurts if they continue to win the way that they are. They, they lose one more game. Yep. Like, are you, it's going to be tough to not give it to Jalen Hurts. So I, in order for me to say that there's a big gap, there really has to be a big gap between the Chiefs and every other team in the league and every other quarterback in the league since this has mostly become a quarterback award. <laughs> and I just, I don't know that there is. Obviously, Mahomes is that dude. He's him. Like, he is he's, him. He's, he's him. <laughs> he's the best quarterback in the league. He's shown us once again that he is the vehicle that makes that go with Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey. They've been unbelievable. He's putting up his, his level numbers again. But he's not, he's not going away with every single statistic quarterback-wise. So you can start picking things apart once you go down in the statistics. So to me, that's really what, what the division is. Is there, no, is there nothing else that any other quarterback can do at this point in the season to catch up to Patrick Mahomes? And I don't know that you can convincingly make that argument yet. I don't know if I can convincingly make it, but I do think Mahomes is running away with it. Because when I think about running away, it's can you run fast enough to catch the dude ahead of you? Can what you do be done so well, Shady, that you can catch Mahomes? I just don't know that he can. Again, I told you, I believe in those three T's, text, talent, tape. When you look at the records of the two quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts hasn't beat, but he only hasn't beat by one game. But then when you start to look at the tape, and you're, you're a big eyeballs guy, yeah. you're a big eye test guy, when you start to look at the tape, that's when it gets a little dicey. And when you talk about talent, we all know that Patrick Mahomes is not a fair fight. He just might be one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. But... Shady, I got to talk about the tape with you, big I'm, dog. I'm coming up. Uh, come on. Yeah. I got to talk about the tape we with you. We talking about TTs? Yeah. <laughs> and this is for MVPs? Because okay. this, is there's, new. this is new now. This is what, to me, makes Jalen Hurts a different level, a lesser level than Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Jalen Hurts' best play, correct me if I'm wrong, we're going to show it. This was Jalen Hurts' best play against the Indianapolis Colts. It's a huge conversion. He's scrambling, looks left, looks right. He tucks it. He runs. He's about to break a tackle. Boom, yeah. excuse ah. me. Got somewhere ah. to go. An incredible run. First yes, down. sir. But look at, Matt, look at Patrick Mahomes' okay. best play from okay. this weekend. All right. Look at Mahomes' best play from this okay. weekend. Okay, okay. That's a dot. That's a dot. Now, here's my question. We, we can pick plays now. Sure. But I, I just okay. picked the best and the best. Okay. Here's why I think Mahomes is running away from or running away with it. How many quarterbacks do you think could have made that scramble that Jalen Hurts made? A, a, a few. Sure. Maybe Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, Josh Allen, and I that's, might stop there. That's it. I might I'm stop three. there. Okay. Great. I don't. Okay. I think maybe Lamar, okay. Phil George, anybody that's else. Three. Three. I, I think anybody? that's three. Three's good. Three's yeah, we, we can stop at three. That's Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray probably would. Kyler Murray. Fair. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. How many okay. quarterbacks do you think could make this pass? A few. A few. Name them. I'm glad you said three or four. Name them. Uh, let's start with Josh Herbert, Allen. the guy they played against. What? I mean, yeah, no, no, no. Come on. Don't be ridiculous. Herbert okay. can't make that Who pass. Else? Herbert. Uh, let's go with Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. Right? Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I think I think I don't know that this ver I think y'all are getting oh, a little too liberal. Okay. I think y'all are getting Tom a little Brady too liberal. Can't make that pass. I, I just think this I think y'all are getting a little too liberal Whoa. with who can do it. What I'm saying is this. Well, what I'm saying is that's called reaching. You're reaching way too no, much. I, 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 I believe y'all are getting a little too liberal with who can make it, but I, my, my biggest point is when you look at Patrick Mahomes' ceiling on the season.
And you look at Jalen Hurts' ceiling on the season. I don't know that it looks the same. Like, I pulled Jalen Hurts' best play. That best play was nice. But then I pulled Patrick Mahomes' best play. And I'm like, if you're looking at the tape, and if you're looking at the records, and if you're looking at the talent, I don't know that Jalen Hurts can keep up with Patrick Mahomes. But that game also wasn't the same. Like, if you're going to do a shootout comparison, then do a shootout comparison. Because that's what the Chargers and the Chiefs were. Mm-hmm. That was a, a, a running game, bludgeon, got to come, come back at the ends, make yeah. a play. Make a ugly. play. Yeah. Ugly like, so the, the best play isn't going to look the same. That's right. And Patrick Mahomes can run like that, too, when he needs to. Yeah. And maybe Jalen Hurts can't make that throw, but I've seen him make some pretty nice that's throws true. before yeah. as well. So, again, we're not comparing the talent level of Jalen Hurts to Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes' resume and eyeball test, we know he is a bigger talent as a quarterback. But what we're talking about is the MVP this year. This year. So we can't pick apart one individual play. There's stuff that Mahomes can do that nobody else in the league can do. Correct. Right. That doesn't automatically make him the MVP every single year. Right. If, but if he's doing it. Like, if Mahomes is, is doing, doing it every it, but year. Then so, but then so some, what is the MVP then? Like that that to me is what always comes what Most I always come back player, to right? with this conversation. What is the MVP? Because we we kind of change the requirements for the MVP every single year. Now that that discredits it, but like Aaron Rodgers was the MVP the last two years. We all think he deserved it. There were other guys who had MVP level seasons. Tom Brady had an MVP level season. But what did that what did that mean at the end of the day? It means he was great individually because they didn't do anything in the playoffs. So what does it mean? Is it just greatness? Because Patrick Mahomes is greatness, and it translates beyond that. But this is a regular season award. Yep. So let's not worry about what the ceiling is going to be past the regular season. This regular season, who is having a better regular season? And at the end of this regular season, you feel like there's nothing Jalen Hurts can do (laughs) as a team because it's it's sort of reflective on how well your team is. It is. It absolutely is. But it's at the point in which Patrick Mahomes has 28 touchdowns right now. Seven picks. Jalen Hurts total has 23 touchdowns. The rushing touchdowns do okay, count. But they, so we totally yeah, has. Like, so that's what I'm saying. Like Jalen Hurts is a different player than Patrick Mahomes. Correct. Jalen Hurts runs more than. Well, Patrick what did Mahomes. I say that was incorrect? I said he had 23 total touchdowns. Okay, but just don't, don't, don't diminish it. Don't you, you, you you're giving just... a little sprinkle with the passing touchdowns, and then you mentioned that it's total touchdowns. Like correct. Because I touchdown? didn't want to go. I didn't want to go passing to passing. Right, because you can't go rushing to rushing either. Correct. Okay, let's go total. Those yards count. Nah, well. yeah, total, total touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes has 29 total touchdowns. Right. Jalen Hurts has 23 total okay. touchdowns. That counts. It does count. Okay. But it, that's a six touchdown gap. That's a two game touchdown okay, gap. Okay, so what if what if he has an, two more four touchdown games, Jalen Hurts? That would be right. great. But right. keep in mind, Patrick have, Mahomes has three four touchdown games on the we, season. And we have an extra win. That counts. That that that, counts. that is the biggest differentiating factor. And, and you know what else? That's funny. The the MVP is the most viable player, right? Yep. Now, I played with the Chiefs and I got a championship, and I seen how great Patrick Mahomes is every day. I was like, wow, this dude's good. But there's a time when he got hurt, right? He missed like four or five games, and we only lost one of them games. Now, I'm not shading because, you know, he is the best, but the Eagles, if Jalen hurts, I'll, let me knock on wood, if he goes down, right, hey, I don't see how many games we're going to win if we will win a game. So you say the most valuable player for that team I think that's interesting. Now, I would, on, I would, I would say this. Now. Those are two very different rosters. The Chiefs roster back then that had Tyreek Hill is a different roster than this Chiefs what, roster right now. What don't change is his name is Andy Reid. So you, if Andy Reid ain't there, it might be a different story. You think that Jalen Hurts is more valuable to the Eagles than Patrick Mahomes is to the Chiefs? I, yes, I believe that. I think if, I think if, if, if Jalen Hurts is not with the Eagles, I don't see us winning them games. I don't see, I don't see nobody else running that offense like that. Whose roster is better? 
I, I don't think it should take long to think about, but I'll give you as I, much I, I time think, as you I need. I think the Eagles roster is better. Absolutely. Okay. Whose roster is better? I think the Eagles roster is better. But Andy Reid is, uh, is yeah. in a different category. I think their offense is better. Than sure. The, 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 the Chiefs' offense is but better. But at the point in which you're telling me Jalen Hurts' roster is better. Mm-hmm. Collectively, yeah. But the Chiefs have just as good an offense. Right, but the Chiefs' roster team. isn't bad. Like, let's not get crazy it, it, here. There's not, there's not like the a massive better, gap right? here between the, the Chiefs' overall roster and the Eagles roster. The Chiefs whose offense is better, you think? Because of the conductor, the Chiefs offense. It sounds very I don't like where this is going. <laughs> I was still shady. I, mean, I don't like where this is going. Does it sound like we're shading Patrick Mahomes, which yeah. is absolutely oh, not the case. I, I no, I don't that. think we're shading Patrick Mahomes. But I think no. that the idea that there's nothing Jalen Hurts can possibly do this season. No, I wouldn't say to that. Close yeah. the gap between him and Patrick Mahomes for MVP is uh, is a little bit of a stretch right now. No, I would I would never player on the I, team. I wouldn't speak in absolutes. Person that speaks in absolutes is an absolute liar. I would not say there is nothing that Jalen Hurts can possibly do to win the MVP. Yeah. But what I would say is this. Jalen Hurts' best game was a four-touchdown game against the Steelers. Okay. He would probably have to do that two or three more times in the next seven games in order to catch Patrick Mahomes. He's done it once in ten. And it's not the Eagles style of play, so he really has no need to do it. That's why I don't think he would do it. I would also contest with you this, Shady. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders, Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson. That's the Eagles. We count the linemen now? Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, we can disregard it. I never really count the linemen. But I mean, if there's a Hall of Famer, well, I just want to count. I mean, those arguments, we never say, yo, we've got the, we the best left tackle. We don't really do that. <laughs> disregard it. Okay, go ahead. Travis Kelsey, Pacheco, Juju, MVS, Tony, who showed up two weeks ago but didn't really play last week. I, I, he's, but he's sure, okay. but he has. He's, pl- probably, he's probably the most talented sure, wide receiver they have. Right, but he's played one of Patrick Mahomes' okay. ten games. Okay, cool. So what I'm okay, saying cool. is, I like, bet. I just don't know how you go to, can go, go look at the Eagles. Go to the Eagles. Go to the Eagles. AJ Brown, uh-huh. the coach. Devontae Smith, yep. Dallas Goddard, yeah. Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. I'll stop there. Okay. That's four cats that are second round picks and above, and not even talking about where they were drafted. That's four dudes. Right. Now, did so, coach. Uh, uh, Nick Sirianni versus Andy Reid. But so I'm just, a Hall of Fame coach yes. on the offensive He's side the of the ball. the best offensive coach we've ever seen. Yeah. That don't count? It absolutely counts. What? But I'm saying like, I, I just told you. So, so what is that the argument they're trying to make? The that, argument that Patrick I'm making Mahomes is, doesn't have as good of weapons? Not at all. He's got a Hall of Fame, the best tight end in the league. You absolutely. don't think that aids the other weapons that are on the field? Yo, they double-teaming him. They triple-teaming him. But I'm talking about oh, weapons, man. plural. Like, you're going you're gonna to put Travis Kelsey up against... A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders. Travis Kelsey is a dog. You know had what? a three-touchdown game and a four-touchdown yeah, yeah, game. You know what? Like, no, no, no. I am going to do that because a big part of Tom Brady's success, and he will tell you, is Rob Gronkowski. Absolutely. So, and Tom Brady, as we know, did not always play with the best wide receivers. But having Rob Gronkowski out there on the field changes everything for everyone else. But you were... Having Travis Kelsey out there on the field changes things for all your other weapons. I'm not I... – I, as a defender, I can't do it. I'm interested to hear what you would say. Would you put Travis – you would rather Travis Ke- – whose weapons would you rather have? This is the thing, though. The Answer th- the question. Well, no, I will, but also, they've been playing together for so long, they know each other. You talk about that Tom Brady and, and, and Rob Gronkowski? Yeah. Like, they look at each other. Look, MVS oh, is new. Wait, t- Juju but, Smith is new. I'm, Pacheco is talking new. About I'm talking about well, Kelsey. Kelsey and well, – well, I give you one guy. Listen, but the, it's, it's, not, it's bigger than that. The chemistry. When I look – I watch these dudes look at each other. They see the coverage. I don't gotta tell. I don't gotta check. I ain't gonna do no checks to let the defense know. I'm gonna look at you. I'm with the left eye. Oh. <laughs> but I'm, being, I'm joking, but I'm being serious. They know each other so well that it doesn't matter what you give them. 
They got that chemistry. So you would take, compared to you would take Travis but Kelsey you, overall. Look, you're, you're really arguing that there is a massive gap between the and Kansas City crazy. offense and the Eagles there offense is a, talent ta- There is a massive gap no, talent-wise. Andy Reid. I need you to address. You keep avoiding the question. Yes, it's better, but it's not like it's significant to the point you where you're saying you that Patrick Mahomes is like elevating this. Of course, he's elevating the roster. I just don't want to say anything outrageous because you're just, just get upsetting me. The Eagles has the Eagles have a great roster. So do the Chiefs. Yeah. It's not like Patrick Mahomes is out here playing with some bums. He's, he's not. not. But he's playing with And he has a Hall of Fame sure. tight end, the best one in he, the league. That he does. But and a Hall of Fame coach. He does. But I will say something objective. Patrick Mahomes is playing with castaways. Kadarius Tony was castaway. He's not a castaway. He, he was, not okay. He didn't want to play there no more. He, he didn't want to play there. He was literally cast away. Like, I'm not giving you my subjective well, you opinion. You want to play there, you got an attitude. They get rid of you. You want to play there, we don't want you. Boom. Okay. Well, he not was, a cast he away. Was, he was literally cast away. <laughs> Juju Smith, cast away. MBS, cast away. Meanwhile, so the, now if you if you get traded or you get cut, like it's a castaway, like you don't have no talent anymore. No, no, no. But if your team opts not to re-sign you, okay, or if but you're we can first go down a whole pick, list of players do who've done through yeah. this over their careers that are good players. What I'm saying, you can't do that for the Eagles. The Eagles acquired a hundred million dollar AJ Brown. He's a beast. Yeah. Also, a, Jalen Hurts is in his third year. He's, he's two and a half years in. Patrick Mahomes is not. But that's the 70P award has nothing to do with how many years you've played the game. What I'm saying is you're trying to compare the situations as if Jalen Hurts is just showing up to work and everyone around him is holding him up. I'm not that's saying not that. That's not the case. Well, yes, you are, because you're saying that, that there was so much would have to happen to prove that he's in the same category as Patrick Mahomes. I'm Shady, you, you have 15,000 rushing yards. You're on the show to answer the question of who has the more talented skill position group. But that's but uh, even and, if they do, say, even if they do, the implication <laughs> of the answer is that it's a massive gap. I I, right, ge- I, I genuinely I, believe it is with my answer, defensive if experience. If I answer this question, we got to put Andy Reid in there. We got to put him in there. You do. You do. That, that t- hold up. Now listen. This is what I will tell you. Patrick Holmes. There's nobody like Patrick Holmes, but there's nobody like Period. like Andy Reid. If Andy Reid's on that team. They don't do the success. How success they have? I'm not disagreeing so, with so, any of so that. So what I'm saying is, if you talk about these players and, 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 and all the talent around uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes, we got to put Andy Reid in there. Yeah, because what you're, you're doing is you're, do doing, that, and you're we're doing, doing the that, vacuum conversation again. I'm you're not, doing, you're doing I'm that. Let's that. just look at the, at the players. You're not looking at the quarterback. Andy, you're not looking at the record. Andy Reid is a Hall of Fame coach. I'm acknowledging that. Yeah. But I need you so, all to... Is he in that category? Is he in the... So, Kel, hold on. So, Kelsey, all the wide receivers, and Andy Reid? <laughs> that matters, though. He calls the plays. All I'm saying is this. If you were going to draft... If we're all in the parking lot and we draft in skill positions and you see the Chiefs and you see the Eagles, we're taking Travis Kelsey first. Then we're taking A.J. Brown. Then we're probably taking Devontae Smith. Then we're probably taking Dallas Goddard. Then we're probably taking Miles Sanders. Then we might take Juju. Like, it's just... It's just but it's not a vacuum. Andy's Reed's going first. Yeah. Before Travis Kelsey. <laughs> It's not a vacuum conversation. Coming up, Jimmy G helped the 49ers roll over the Cardinals last night. He's got the 49ers back on the winning track. But does he get enough respect? That's next on Speak. Yeah. Hope Shady can today, answer your question. You hate being wrong, don't you? <laughs> you want to answer? Well, the 49ers put on a clinic last night in Mexico City against the Cardinals. Jimmy G played a phenomenal game. Four touchdown passes, tying his career high in that blowout win. That's the third straight win by the Niners. Head coach Kyle Shanahan praised his quarterback after the game saying, quote, we are very fortunate to have him. I'm glad Shanahan finally realized this, though. You're trying to get rid of him, right? Uh, Does Jimmy G get enough credit? 
I gotta say this, and I, I don't wanna start hating, but I'm about to start hating. He gets enough credit. He gets too much credit. He gets too much credit. Okay, first of all, right, and their playoff and their playoff runs. Okay, so Super Bowl run that I had uh, in 2019, Jimmy G. He had 142 passing yards, two touchdowns, and three picks. That's the whole run. That's terrible. Listen, they had 39 carries per game, only 15 passes per game. What is he doing to, to get the credit? What is he doing? When you talk about when people talk about Jimmy G, they act like, oh, he's carried his team to the playoffs. He carried it to the Super Bowl. I just read you these numbers. Like, well, he gets too much credit. I won't hate on him too much. I'll just say he's good for what they do. He does the bare minimum to get him there. My last year with the Chiefs, the whole week we talked about, hey, we got to get Jimmy G the third down. I'm thinking, like, why? Because they want him to throw the ball. So I'll leave it at that. I won't hate too much. But for you to get too much credit or a lot of credit and you're only averaging 15 passes, 142 pass yards a game and 12, two touchdowns and three interceptions, that's terrible. That's disrespectful. The numbers are no, right. What you're saying is disrespectful. The numbers are. What you're saying is disrespectful. Before you go, though, the numbers are bad, though. And a whole playoff run to the Super Bowl, 142 passing yards, two touchdowns, and three picks. What is that? I won't stand for the disrespect. <laughs> what is um, that? Though? Jimmy G doesn't get nearly enough credit, in large part because of guys like LaShawn McCoy. Joy, what is that, Joy? <laughs> I mean, those are those are yo, not good numbers. Yo, 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 40 carries, 15 passing attempts. What are we talking about? <laughs> Shady. Are you done? It's like you should get a fullback and quarterback. Are you done or you finished? I can't make this up. Are you done or you finished? Oh, yo, because I like Jimmy G, but come on, yo. Like, the whole playoff run, you had 142 pass yards. Shady, here's a problem, big dog. Here's a problem. Success isn't coincidental. And I hate when people try to act like success is coincidental. Jimmy Garoppolo, 36 and 17 with Shanahan. 36 and 17. I Laugh know. if you want. What, you, what, what do you have to say about that number? He's handing the ball off, though. There you go. There well, you go. He does it much better than anybody else, because without Jimmy Garoppolo, 9 and 29. Listen, man. I'm listening. I'm going to tell you numbers. You are, you are talking about the wins, no, let me, and, let me, I'm, and I'm telling you how he helped win. Let me, let me tell you these numbers. You remember when Russell Wilson won the Super Bowl? Russell Wilson? When Russell Wilson won the Super Bowl? Yeah. 50% completion percentage. What was that? Sec, what was that? Second, second year. Second nine, year in the league. Nine touchdown passes. Second year, okay. Then nine, nine passes. Completions, then 16 completions, then 18 completions. Yeah. No touchdowns, one touchdown, two touchdowns. But we hail Russell Wilson. He's talking about a player in his second year. No, what I'm talking about sad. is credit. What I'm talking about is credit. You're not, it's not a coincidence that Jimmy Garoppolo wins as much as Jimmy Garoppolo wins. It's not a coincidence that, that when the Niners had Trey Lance out there, they didn't win. He might be young, one might be old. I don't care. When you're on a football field, it's not, hey, man, can I check your ID? Uh, you're a rookie? Okay, doesn't count. Oh, that don't matter? No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to you. It matters. It ma no, it did not matter. My, my quarterback's in his first year, you, you, you give him some slack. It matters on TV. Year, now, it doesn't matter in real life. Six, seventh year? Like, no. Whoa, it matters cool. on TV. It doesn't matter in real life. You did not care when you were back there taking handoffs that Lane Johnson was a rookie. Like, that didn't matter. You needed Lane Johnson to make the block. If that dude made a mistake and missed a block in his first year or second year, you, you think I'm going to kill him as compared to in his fifth year, sixth year? It don't matter if you the game, the, the, the game plan you're going to have for a first-year quarterback, a second-year quarterback, compared to a fifth-year quarterback. Am I, am I saying something wrong here? Hello? <laughs> you know I'm right. <laughs> I'll, I'll get back to this later. I'm tired. Um, Joy, does Jimmy G get enough credit? Jimmy I mean, G, boy. You, you brought up the Russell Wilson Super Bowl run. He didn't throw the ball a lot, right? Second year? Yeah. No. What was the difference between... 
Russell Wilson's Super Bowl run and Jimmy Garoppolo's Super Bowl run. The difference was Russell Wilson won the Super Bowl and Jimmy Garoppolo did not. Sure. And the difference between winning the Super Bowl and not winning the Super Bowl is he didn't win the Super Bowl. Lots of people have gone to the Super Bowl. We talk about people that won the Super Bowl. That's why we think Russell Wilson is more talented than Jimmy Garoppolo. Correct? Yeah. When we talk about Russell Wilson and his resume, he not only won a Super Bowl, he went back to another Super Bowl. Now, I don't think that Jimmy Garoppolo should get as much shade as he gets. But, no, no, you know, no pun intended, Shady. As much shade as he gets, but don't put him in a category with Russell Wilson. He ain't Russell Wilson, because Russell Wilson won that thing, and Jimmy did not. Sure. So you can't give credit for showing up when someone else got it done. Jimmy didn't throw it and lost. Russ didn't throw it and he won. So Russ is a winner and Jimmy is not. That is, that's how we measure it in sports. That's just what it is. I'm not, like, it's not a fantasy or something. Like, it's what it is. That's why there's Super Bowl winners and there's not Super Bowl winners. With Jimmy... It's a very complicated, nuanced conversation because I think Jimmy wins a lot of games. I think a lot of the reason why Jimmy wins those games is the roster around him and the coach that he has. The coach could argue he's not very good without Jimmy Garoppolo. So maybe Jimmy is the perfect quarterback for Kyle Shanahan's system. Jimmy Garoppolo's not too dissimilar than Matt Ryan. What did Matt Ryan have the most success with? Kyle Shanahan. Back a thought a little bit, though. He probably has a bigger arm than Jimmy Garoppolo, but whatever. They're not too dissimilar from each other. The point is, don't put Jimmy in the category with Russell Wilson. Don't put Jimmy in the category with Aaron Rodgers Matt and Ryan. Brady. Matt Ryan won a league MVP. So you got, but, but he's not as bad as people make him out to be either. Now, the interesting thing with the Niners to me is, and this is what, what I always struggle with, is if Jimmy was so good and you had all this success with him, why did you draft Trey Lance? Because you told the world that Jimmy wasn't that good. Right? That or the numbers. That or his numbers. I mean, I personally wouldn't have done that. I would not have drafted Trey Lance. Not because of how things have gone with Trey Lance. Before they drafted Trey Lance, I wouldn't have done that. I would have stuck with Jimmy Garoppolo because I think he wins enough games and works in this offense. And I would have built everything around him to elevate him and get as much as you could out of him. Because here's the problem with where the Niners are as an organization. They're a Super Bowl contending roster right now. We all would agree with that. On paper, yeah. all, pro, all pro, all pro, all pro. Yeah. These are guys that can win a Super Bowl right now. And you have a coach that's capable of getting to a Super Bowl. So why would you then reset the clock on your organization and bring in a rookie quarterback who you shouldn't have the same expectations of that you do of a six-year, seven-year guy, whatever year that Jimmy Garoppolo is in? So that's where I think the... The conflict for me is with Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he's good enough to get you there because I've seen him do it. I don't know if he's good enough to win it because he didn't win it. But I do know that if you're going to draft Trey Lance, then you're saying Jimmy Garoppolo ain't that dude. Can I ask you a question, though? You say you wouldn't draft a quarterback, right? But if you look at this offense, let's say even before uh, um, C-Mac came there, right? Chris McCaffrey before he came there. When you look at that team, the the, the, the NFC Championship game team and the team that went to the Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. What, what were they lacking on offense? What would you say if you had to pick? I mean, probably sure, probably an explosive quarterback. Okay, so my thing is, like, I have your answer. I used to go back and forth, like, man, why would they draft? But then when you look at these numbers, I'm not even joking. Now I was laughing because it was really funny. But now when you look at the numbers, like, that's – you're telling me in the three playoff games going to the Super Bowl, you tally 142 yards passing? Yeah, they were, sure. they were two, missing an, two, two, two touchdowns and three picks? They were missing an explosive quarterback. But my, my question is, if you're going to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo – for another quarterback, why are you going rookie? 
Sean McVay was in the same situation. Here's what we all have to freaking yeah. acknowledge, Shady. Let's hear this. Jimmy G puts out what y'all put in. What do I mean? Debo, he's paid to be the guy. Trent Williams is paid to be the guy. Mm -hmm. Christian McCaffrey is paid to be the guy. I mean literal paid. K Kittle, too. Kittle is money. paid to be the guy. Okay. Jimmy G is making $12 million this year. So I'm not going to have the same expectations of Jimmy G as I'm going to have of Debo. If we're not going to have the same expectations of a rookie, of a seven-year vet, then Jimmy G, he is going to be the weakest link. I don't think Jimmy G is a weak link. I think he is the weakest link. But around him, he has Kittle, Debo, McCaffrey, Trent. What quarterback is going to be better than those players? Dak Prescott would be the weakest link on that San Francisco 49ers offense. Kirk Cousins would be the weakest link but on it, that San Francisco but, 49ers but, but, offense. Well, would they be in three games? Let's say three games. Would they be 142 yards, Acho? I don't think that's, that's – I, think, come the, on now, I that's, think the roster is designed – Literally, it's financially been allocated for Jimmy G to distribute how he's been distributing. Like, it's literally well, financially then, been... But then, then isn't he getting the proper amount of credit then? No, because what we aren't... Yeah, too much credit. What we're not factoring into account in my mind is winning. There's one thing that I'll, I'll take us home with. Two conference championship games and a Super Bowl appearance in three years. In the last 15 years, the names that have done that, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, Peyton Manning, this is sad. Russell Wilson, this is Joe Flacco, Cap. Jimmy G. It's, it's either a coincidence on, that Jimmy G Why? just somehow wins and, and, and he's I, just the luckiest all person players you in the history of the world. See, that, I can't let you do this. Do what? You're naming all the players like, like, like they all in the same boat. They might have <laughs> did the same thing, but they way better than Jimmy G. I just told you in three games, this guy had 142 yards. So, so it's yards. just a coincidence. I can't even like... So Jimmy G's no, just but, the luckiest person you, ever. Like, this is crazy, you man. You used to only align wins and losses as a quarterback stat. Correct. And I'm, but, at least I'm but, consistent. But everybody doesn't do that. So because everyone doesn't do that, that's why the Jimmy has the reputation he has. And that's fair. On, but the only thing I'm saying is if winning and losing isn't a quarterback stat, what? Then why, when the quarterback of Jimmy Garoppolo is not present and Kyle, Kyle Shanahan is 9-29, and 29, and when the quarterback of Jimmy Garoppolo is present, Kyle Shanahan is 36-17. and 17. Kyle Shanahan showed up, and he was not good. Jimmy G showed up, and he instantly won six games, and they won 6-0 down the I'm stretch. I think, he's a, I think he's a winner. And that's all I care about. I don't care about but, passing But just call him what he is. Call him what he is. He's a, he's a winner. That's it. But he's not in the category of a Russell Wilson. He's not in the category of an Aaron Rodgers. He's not a Tom Brady. Agreed. He's, Agreed. He's, he's not a Patrick Mahomes. Anybody with that team, he's not a, He's not a Josh Allen. You can't because they've tried. Coming up, there was a lot of hype in Denver this offseason, <laughs> but it's slipping away. Head coach Nathaniel Hackett, superstar quarterback Russell Wilson, who is to blame? We got to figure that one out. Next, talking about Denver. Now, what would Jimmy do in Denver? Wait. Broncos took another L on Sunday against the Raiders and have now lost six out of seven games. That one win they won in the last seven overseas. Yikes. Now, Russell Wilson, he was a huge acquisition this offseason, but they haven't turned out the record they all had hoped. Head coach Nathaniel Hackett said before the game that he actually gave up play calling duties. So, uh, Joy, let me just come to you with this one. Who is the bigger issue for the Broncos, Russell Wilson or Nathaniel Hackett? Uh, I think both deserve, you know, a healthy amount of blame for what's going on. They're both struggling. But I have to lean towards Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, Russell Wilson has the resume. I I've seen right. Russell Wilson be great. <clears throat> and I, I saw him be good just last year. He wasn't great last year. He got injured. It was a little clunky. That's obviously part of the reason why he's no longer in Seattle. But I've seen it with Russell Wilson, and I haven't with Nathaniel Hackett. He's a first-time head coach. Sometimes they fail. 
Sometimes they're just not ready. Sometimes there's too much going on. And also this year, we've seen Nathaniel Hackett make some inexplicable decisions. Bonehead decisions. Right. So I, I have to lean towards Nathaniel Hackett here. I'm going to go Russ, 2-5. I'm going Russ because, oh, Russ? yeah, Russ is a $242 million issue. Russell Wilson, again, is a $242 million issue. Russell Wilson is a five-year issue. Nathaniel Hackett's a one-year issue. Nathaniel Hackett might be a $20 million issue. Russell Wilson is a face of the franchise issue. Russell Wilson is an irreplaceable issue. Furthermore, Russell Wilson at quarterback is a depreciating asset. Nathaniel Hackett is an appreciating asset. That's the difference between a house and a car. Russell Wilson is only going to get worse at quarterback based upon how he is going to age. Statistically speaking, Nathaniel Hackett, we should treat him like we treat other rookies because he's a rookie head coach. Mm -hmm. Nathaniel Hackett's made bonehead decisions. He's a first-time head coach. Russell Wilson's made bonehead decisions. He's an 11-year quarterback. So I'm going with Russ being the bigger issue because one issue you can replace and move on from in a year. Another issue you stuck with and is costing you 40... $242 million. But how can you ask a guy like Russell Wilson, who has a resume like Joey talked about, to ball out and give him everything he needs to be successful when your coach is a bad coach? I'm blaming Hacking. I got to. It's his fault. Like, first of all, they're, they're one of the – no, they are the most penalized team in football. That showcase who you really are as a coach. If my team is not <laughs> disciplined, how can I say I'm a good coach? So many bonehead moves he done made this whole season with the time management – Clock management, all, all situational football. I can go on about this guy. I can't blame Russ because I've seen Russ be great and great moments and great times. I think eventually he'll get back to that. They got to get a new coach. They got to get rid of him. I've just, go on, go on. But I've seen, I've seen good quarterbacks still be good with bad coaches. I think you think about, we don't know how we feel about Staley. Clearly, Lynn got fired, but Justin Herbert still has put up good numbers. Y'all know how I feel about Justin Herbert. Clearly, Bill O'Brien was not a phenomenal coach, but Deshaun Watson still put up numbers. Bill O'Brien currently at Alabama, costing them national championship appearances. So I don't know that I can say, you know what? A coach is keeping Russell Wilson from being talented, but Joy, weigh in. Yeah, but Bill O'Brien went to the playoffs, and Brandon Staley has them with a winning record. This is a disaster. Like, right. You can't compare even Bill O'Brien with Adam Plitzen. I have a Triton Savage out there over Deshaun Watson. It's nonsense. I perfectly critique Bill O'Brien, but they didn't. They, they weren't a disaster. They weren't a dumpster fire the entire time he was there. And Brandon I'm, Staley, it, it's, it's not a disaster. It's a little bit of underachievement. I think because of Russ. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying it is a Russ issue. Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not putting all this on Russ. I'm not saying that Russ is without blame. He's he blame. certainly is, and he's not playing well. But if you're asking me what is the bigger problem this year, I've got to go with Nathaniel Hackett right now. Like, there's evidence that this is not a well-coached team. I, I, I'm still going to give Russ, who I've seen be great, the grace that he's able to get back to that. Now, next year, we may find out. If we get this again from Russ, then maybe, it, maybe it's not the coaching. But it, it, if they don't course correct this year, and it's bad this year, they just lost to the Raiders, like, this is a bad situation, then you have to assume that it's the coach. You can't assume that it's your $240 million quarterback. And I understand you don't want to assume so. Like, Denver, don't assume that. I don't work for the Denver Broncos organization. I'm making the assumption based but, like, on... But, like, why are you giving Nathaniel Hackett the pass here because he's yeah. new? Oh, no, no, I'm not giving Nathaniel Hackett a pass. Money, money. I'm just saying bigger issue. Like, Russ is a bigger issue because you're tethered to Russ. Right, Nathan but Russ, I, I would agree with you from that perspective. If Russ is bad, that's a way bigger problem yeah, than Nathaniel Yeah, that's Hackett's why I'm saying bad. it's a bigger issue. Yeah, okay, so that's, that's a little bit of a different conversation. Yeah, I, I would agree with you there. But if you're saying, like, what, what am I putting the issues on this year? Uh, I'm giving a bigger piece of yeah. the blame pie to Nathaniel Hackett than Russell Wilson. Shady, final question, take us home. What do you, can a, can a great quarterback 
overcome a bad coach? Based on your experience, you've played with great quarterbacks. It, 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 it depends who the quarterback is, right? Like, but I think most Make him great. That's what I'm saying. If the quarterback is great. Regardless of who he is, make him a great. Can he overcome a bad coach? I think, I think uh, that's a hard answer. It's either yes or no. It's like yes or no. Because, like, I think some great quarterbacks can, could overcome it and some can't. Depending on the type bad of coaching? It depends on what system you're I, in. I, I don't know if you can overcome Shady, we're bad coaching. Two hours, 45, <laughs> an hour, 45 minutes into the show, and you really still haven't answered one question. <laughs> no, because hopefully, this guy, like, like, coming up, you will. We're talking about the Eagles, so hopefully you'll answer that one. <laughs> coming up, Eagles got the best record in the NFC, That's but right. do not sleep on the 49ers. How big of a threat are the Niners to Philly? MVP. Hopefully, Shady will answer. MVP. Next on Speed. <laughs> yes, like, come on, man. Like, you can still, it's a lot of bad coaches. 49ers showed up huge in primetime last night. Blowout win against the Arizona Cardinals. Niners streaking three wins in a row. But top dog in the NFC, you still got to give all your respect to the Eagles. But the Niners trying to make some noise and put the world on alert. Shady, how big of a threat are the San Francisco 49ers to the Philadelphia Eagles? Mm. Okay, so if I had a meter, right? Sin being the highest, one is the lowest. <laughs> I would give the 49ers about an eight, right? Fair. Eight, that's some noise. That's some noise, right? That's they up there. They up there. But with that noise... I can sleep through that, Joy. <laughs> so we're not worried about that. Bring them Niner boys, them Bay boys. Bring them to Philadelphia. We'll show how to treat them. <laughs> Yo, true story. When we were playing for the Philadelphia Eagles, we played a game at Levi Stadium in San Fran. And the night before the game, the fire alarm went oh, off that? on the fourth floor and the ninth floor. Hey, I cannot make this up. It's 2 a.m. out at 2 a.m. in the morning, and the whole Eagles roster is outside you on win? the street. Uh, we would have had to. We won. Kaepernick threw some picks. But real quick, we would have had to win. I seen them boys when I was with the, uh, the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. And Chip Kelly, <laughs> Philly fired him, of course. He didn't know what he was doing. Anyway, he goes to the 49ers. All right, they make all this noise. We, put, we beat the brakes off them boys. Three touchdowns. You did? Yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> Joy, how we can threat 49ers to the Eagles? I, I think they're, they're a legitimate threat. I, I think they are. I'm not going to say that, you know, the Eagles can't lose to anybody. That's, that's not... That's not reasonable anymore. There was a time this season I could say that, but not anymore. We'll, we'll slip up. But we'll the slip Niners up. are a good team. And I, I think when you're evaluating the biggest threats in the NFC to the Eagles, I think I do a little bit of both. I don't like to look at years past too much because every single roster is different. You have different coaching staffs. There's, there's things in turnover within organizations from year to year. So I like to assess what you've done collectively as an organization. If you're an organization I can take seriously, if you have success in the postseason, if you're consistently there every single year with mostly the same personnel, and what you're doing this year, which is why I think the Niners are a legitimate threat. They're a little inconsistent this year, but they have a lot of talent, and they added talent in McCaffrey, which is paying off, and they've had success in the postseason. Whereas a team like the Cowboys, who I think have been mostly consistent this year, they don't do nothing in the playoffs. So they're different in their, in their defense, but I have to look at the whole entirety of their resume, if that makes sense. So I take a little bit of all of it when I'm assessing where they can go. I don't know that anyone can take down the Eagles, but if there is a team that I would be concerned about, it would be the Niners. I think the Eagles are a threat to the Niners. <laughs> Honestly, like, right. what? If, if, I had to put, <sighs> if I had to put confidence in one team right now, I'm putting confidence in the Niners. Reason being, I've seen them do it. Like, when you talk about seeing them do it, I've, 50% of the Niners roster, truth be told, 24 of the Niners, 53, they were in the Super Bowl in 2019. Mm-hmm. 
eight percent of not eight percent eight players on the Eagles roster was in that 2017 Super Bowl to some degree that matters when you talk about taking that road being on that road before I've seen them do it I've seen Jimmy G get there did he win no but I've seen him get there I haven't seen Jalen Hurts get there. I haven't seen A.J. Brown in a playoff game make any crazy noise. Haven't seen Devontae Smith in a playoff game make crazy noise. Haven't seen Miles Sanders in a playoff game make crazy noise. Haven't seen Dallas Goddard in a playoff game make crazy noise. I've seen Debo do it. I've seen Kittle do it. To some degree, I think we even saw McCaffrey do it back when he had Cam early on. He won't say Jimmy did. He ain't say Jimmy did it. No, 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 not make crazy noise, not at all. Um, Forty yards a game. Yeah, I I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. But I would say if I had to put confidence in one team right now, I would actually put my confidence in the Niners. But see, you're doing, you're doing the opposite of what I'm doing. You're only considering past resume and not considering what they did this year. What they've done this year. Yeah. I, so, because if, if you were doing that, you wouldn't say that the Niners are a threat to the Eagles because the Eagles have had a much better season this year than the Niners have. I think that the Eagles' biggest difference between the Niners, to your Spirits? point, no, consistency. Eagles' difference to the Niners. Niners' difference to the Eagles is different. I think the Eagles have been the most consistent team in football. I don't think the Eagles' highs are higher than the 49ers. I think the 49ers' highs are just as high. I think the 49ers, though, they've had some lows. The question becomes, when you got to win three games straight to get to a Super Bowl, how are you going to play in those three games? We know the Eagles. They're going to be consistent. Even the Eagles' bad days are good days. Go ahead. I hate when people use that, right? Because it's like, there's, there's been first-time apparent Super Bowl teams that go and win, like Aaron Rodgers, right, uh, uh, Rossenberger, going there for the first time, they win a Super Bowl. Yeah. So it's possible. I hate people act like, oh, well, if this team been there uh, more, they're bound to win. No, they can go there and lose, too. Absolutely. All right, so let's just not do that. I hate people do that. Like, they love to talk about that. No, I'm not like, saying – experience matters, but – Correct. It's, That's it's, what I'm saying. I think experience matters. But, but you're saying that their experience matters more than how the Eagles have played this regular season. And I don't like that. Yes, come the playoffs, because I think playoff games are just different than regular season games. I don't think there's anything That's like true. a playoff game. Like, I only went to one – really experienced one playoff game because two weeks prior I went from active roster to practice squad roster but the um the 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 feel was just different so all those regular season games it hits different when the playoffs come around how many playoff games you, you go to several more i had a lot of i had a lot of playoff games okay well oh yeah you did yeah you won super bowls i forgot about no, that. even with philadelphia we had playoff games don't play me we i know you went to one. Oh, 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 oh. i thought you were okay today this Thanksgiving, Terry Bradshaw, thankful to be giving everyone a chance to win Michael Strahan's truck. Oh, wow. For a change on the Fox Bet Super 6 app. Download the app, enter your six picks in the NFL Thanksgiving Challenge, and opt into the truck giveaway sweepstakes for a chance to win Michael's truck. More speak after this. Hey, we got to check in on our social life. Lamar Jackson, I feel for my guy. He said, just found out I'm going to be starving for Thanksgiving, which I find is outrageous. Shady, how do you feel if you found out nobody was cooking for Thanksgiving, bro? Well, I'm going to be starving. I'll be pissed off. <laughs> pissed off. <laughs> Joy? I, I can relate. I don't, I mean, I would be very upset. I'm going to be very upset. You do the cooking on Thanksgiving? Absolutely you do the eating? not, no. My mom does not let anybody in the kitchen. You do the dishes? I do the dishes, yeah. Thanks, I, I, I always clean up. I always bring wine. 
which goes gets disappeared immediately, and uh, and I always clean up. Cooking, cleaning, or eating. Grandma, I know you're watching. I can't wait to see you on Thanksgiving, Grandma. You love your grandson. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get any ideas. She loves she love the show. Hey, look, my grandma's looking for Dave. He ain't here, Grandma. Oh, yeah. We're going to hook it up. He'll be back. He's going to be back very soon. Dude, that's it for us. We'll see you all tomorrow. <laughs> there you go.